situation that we are in with COVID-19, we are in the great reset. Now, as an entrepreneur or a person who's looking to um, start their business this year, is the great reset something that you should be looking at as as a golden opportunity or should you be fearing it? Hola! Welcome to the Queen's InBiz podcast, where you can hang out and indulge in the secrets and best practices of female entrepreneurs and business owners who are high achievers and independent like you. Join us as we help you realize your best self in life, relationships, and your business with me, your host, Melissa Profeta. Now, today, I am joined by the Filipina entrepreneur who has been viral several times. And she is also running multiple businesses and has worked with big companies like AirAsia, Sharp, and many, many more. So I'm going to go ahead and call on our guest for today, Miss Carla Singson. Hey. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, I'm in Thailand. Actually, I left when Duterte announced about the possible lockdown because I don't want to be stuck there. <laughs> I didn't have a family in, uh, I was in Manila that time and I didn't have uh, family there. So I flew here. <laughs> well, how is the situation in Thailand now? I bet it's more stable. Um, it's a little more stable because I think it's largely because of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um Buddhist culture is not known to freak out a lot. Um, they do. Um, I think also that countries go through this, you know, dealing with a virus uh, in, in different stages. Mm-hmm. So I feel like three months ago, they were uh, sorry, three weeks ago, they were a little more um, strict. And then that kind of died down. And in Project Persuasion time, that was uh, first week of March. I remember, you know, everything was open. Um, People were fine. Um, We were partying and everything because they already are done with um, with that part of, you know, their Mm -hmm. their cycle. Now everyone's freaking out. Unfortunately, um, the neighboring countries, you know, um, just had their outbreaks. So just like in the Philippines, we were a little late and now we're doing the self-quarantine. So because of the travel, Thailand right now is slowly starting mm-hmm. to close again, but not not like most establishments. They just close mm-hmm. uh, the big clubs uh, mm-hmm. and the big bars and some spas. That's it. But the mall is open. Everything's open. People are still working. Um, they give sanitizers everywhere. And some people, half of the people, actually less than half probably of the people wear masks. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, they're not that freaked out about it. Well, that's good to hear. And good to hear that you're safe. 
Oh, thank <laughs> right you. Now, like despite all the things that are happening here, you know, we're keeping our positive insights and our mindsets. That's why I invited you today because we're going to oh. talk about um, how to keep uh, your happy thoughts and your business intact amidst the whole crisis. Now, I have prepared a couple of questions for you, mm -hmm. and. So just a little breakdown. So we're going to have your your the question and answer portion. And then I'm going to have this rapid fire questions for Carla Singson, which is like the Miss Universe section of It's <laughs> <laughs> a little scary. Oh, my gosh. But let, let, come on, let's have fun today. Okay, so... um. So Goma, a lot of people are, they know you already as Carla Singson now. But going back before you became the Carla Singson that you, that you are now, who was Carla Singson in the beginning? And how did you get started? Wow. Oh, what a heavy question. So <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, I would say that the Carla five or 10 years ago was very different in terms of confidence and mm -hmm. certainty. Like, I feel like now I'm more sure of myself. Um, I've made a lot of bad and good decisions and I've learned how to discern between the two of them. And um, I would also say I'm in an emotionally better place because I started doing you know, um, a better routine, like a better mm -hmm. morning routine. I read more, meditate and uh, I found a partner who also cares about me and treats me very well. And so I feel like if there's there are three things that is so different from if you met me five or ten years ago, I would say it's the confidence, not just uh, confidence to speak, confidence to, you know, to do what I do, but confidence in myself that I'm sure mm -hmm. of my decisions now. Number two is I'm a little uh, I'm way more of a go-getter now. Like mm -hmm. I know that I've made a lot of mistakes and I also know that I've made also good decisions. Like I, I've had a lot of wins and losses and I have, I think I'm getting better and better each year as we all are with um, really taking risks and, and deciding. So now I'm more strong and I'm more, I, I'm more headstrong and I'm also mm -hmm. more selective of the people around me. And number three, the three big change would be, I have also accepted that a lot of the things that are around me are either constant, you know, and that I have to adapt fast or they're changing and I have to adapt fast. So either way I have to adapt fast or that I could actually change them. So mm -hmm. it's only just three of those things. So I think the growth really is mentally uh, mostly for me. Um, and, and that would be the biggest change from Carla, the Carla Singson that people knew before compared to now. But how did you, because right now you're really um, a very successful entrepreneur. You've run multiple businesses. You've been all over the globe um, for a couple of times, especially last year before this COVID-19. Now, going back to the path that you've taken before, how did you go through it? And what, what was... Uh, over the successes, the experiences, the most memorable ones that, that you have um, experienced yourself when you were starting out? Oh, okay. So I would say that uh, some of the most memorable experiences that I had when I was starting out were actually more of the losses. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, more of the failures, like I've shared with some friends of mine about this experience. My first very big client in events that owed us 800,000 pesos and did not mm-hmm. pay us. And that was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money now, but it yeah. was but back then it was way more money. And I owed some people some money and I, I think I destroyed some friendships along the way, even though I didn't want it to happen. And, you know, like something like that. And the other failures and losses were, of course, you know, I'm very open about sharing the death of my parents. So my mom, my dad passed when uh, I was 22 and my mom passed when I was uh, 28, 27, actually 27. And then that really, you know, broke my heart and put me in depression. And but but I learned something that's pretty surprising. So the year that my mom passed was my most down year ever. Like it was the first time that I needed professional help to tackle depression because I didn't know how to, you know, my mom was my everything. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then surprisingly that year was the year where I made the most amount of money. So that's, it's pretty weird, but looking back, I thought, you know, if I can do that in in the year where I'm most depressed, I could probably do better, and sure. yeah, and I can I can just continue growing. So most of my biggest lessons really came from my losses and my failures, and um, so so with that said, I would say you know whatever failure you have and whatever loss you have, there's always a lot of learning that comes from it. What's um, that learning that you you've because um, you mentioned something that. I've learned this one thing that's, I, I think with what you said, it's like the biggest lesson that you've learned in life. So what was that? That we just keep moving forward. Um, you can't have anything wear you down and mm. um, you, you really can't have anything. So a calamity will hit your area. Maybe you have to go out, you know, um, mm. there's a coronavirus. Maybe you have to shift your business. Maybe you have to shift your offers. Maybe you have to lay off people. Uh, If someone died, your mom died, your dad died, you know, surprise, surprise, our bodies have a limit and our human bodies uh, can only take so much, you know, even if it's not an illness, even if it's an accident, or even if someone committed suicide, you know, our bodies have a limit. So we have to learn that and you just have to keep moving. You can't have, you can't allow something to wear you down. I'm not saying you have no right to be sad or whatever, Mm. but have to keep moving forward because that's the only way that you grow as a person and the only way that you also get to take um, your loved ones, your community with you. Because there are people who went into, there are people who, you know, who had really bad childhood, for example, and Mm. then they succeeded. And then people say, oh, you know what? Maybe he succeeded because he had such a bad childhood that he doesn't want it to happen again. But there are also people who are losers and are uh, are like, you know, really lo- ruining their lives and they have bad childhoods. And people say, oh, you know, he had a bad childhood. So I understand why he would be like that. So, you know, it's like two different perspectives. <clears throat> so you, you have to choose a perspective that will help you grow. But you've mentioned that you had you've mentioned about losses. Now, I'm curious, how do you deal with losses in terms of business? Is that something that you, you've mentioned earlier that you have to keep moving forward? Of course, not all people can just easily move forward, most especially if they are 
like in debt or they they're stuck with stocks that are not selling things like that. So how do you deal with losses in business? Well, first of all, you have to make sure that it will not happen again. That's the reason why we study history in schools so mm-hmm. you don't repeat we don't repeat their mistakes, right? right? So the first thing that you need to do is, you know, I'm not discouraging you to not cry or make money money, you know, that's normal. Mm-hmm. And means that actually I had a moment when I just went home and did not talk to my boyfriend and I just cried. I just kept crying and he was like, what's wrong? What's happening? And I just, I can't even talk. Mm-hmm. I was just so tired. I was so done with everything. And until now, sometimes I still rant to Mitch, like if I have a bad day. So if you made a mistake or if you had a loss in business, you just, first you have to learn your lesson. You have to, if you have to write it down, uh, what are the things that could have been avoided? What, what, what can you do differently? You know, all the lessons that you can learn. And then after that, I would encourage you to be as objective as you can and mm-hmm. make the best out of what you have left for you. Because when I lost a huge amount of money that I thought that I would get like payment from a client, mm-hmm. I did not, you know, oh, you know what, let me just get a job because this is not working. I I knew that it was their fault. It was not my fault. It was my mm-hmm. fault because I didn't require a down payment. I, I mean, I required but a little bit down payment lang. So it was my fault for delivering, deciding to deliver the job without payment. So that's on me, right? Mm -hmm. So I I decided that I'm never going to do that again. But what are your best practices in terms of securing and making sure that you're not really going, like, for example, you had this loss Mm -hmm. for this particular client. Mm -hmm. Now, for the next client, what type of thing do you now do moving forward so you don't have to have experience that kind of loss anymore? Any well, specific best practices that you can Oh, share? for sure. Yeah, well, number one, get a lawyer. <laughs> get a lawyer, have a really good uh, bulletproof contract. Uh, mm-hmm. When you onboard a client, you have to discuss uh, everything that's in the contract. And you have to tell them that, you know, that, that that's what it is. And you require a down payment and everything. So there, there, there are clients that mm-hmm. cannot pay you up front. There are. Right. Uh, certain establishments, I know that uh, big companies, they have to process the billing, um, mm-hmm. big nonprofits. So the United Nations is my client. They always mm-hmm. pay 30 days after the event. But that's OK because that's their system. And, you know, I don't think the United Nations will lie to you anyway. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. have to also be very discerning. Um you asked about specific things, get a lawyer, get a bulletproof contract. Number two, don't do anything without a down payment and, and only do up to that thing that they paid for. So if they paid for half, so you do your job and then you bill again, you maybe you can have a, your first draft or your first milestone and then they pay, you know. So um, and then maybe if you had some reporting that you have to do at the end, maybe you can they can pay you the last 10% after you submit the report, but it's just a, a teeny amount, 10 to 15, 20% would be the maximum, I would say. You have to really protect yourself because right now at this time, you will realize how good it is to have cash. Right. Like you just have, right? So to have like cash in your hand, cash on hand. So, <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, no. Going back to all the th- mentioned, all the things that you've mentioned, I remember reading that in your book. Actually, uh, mm. let me just get it. <laughs> yeah. yes. Now, so to everyone for watching, all the people, mm-hmm. yeah, I got yeah, one. for all the people <laughs> who are watching right now, if you're going to key in hashtag 
Hi-Fi Live in the comment section. Carla is going to give away three books. Um, all the things that she mentioned earlier, it, I've read it here, uh, and all of the other tips in terms of business. So again, if you're going to key in hashtag Hi-Fi Live in the comment section right now, you are going to get the chance to, to win Carla's book. She's going to be giving away three books, and we're going to raffle that uh, perhaps tomorrow. So going yeah. back, going back to the to the discussion. Um, so I have this is a, this is actually my question before, but I think I, I think I asked you this during wine night, but <laughs> I just can't remember your answer. But what inspired you to push yourself uh, into being the entrepreneur that you are right now when you were in your early twenties? Uh, Because not a lot of people like. And for sure, uh, perhaps you know or not, but Carla is actually accelerated and she graduated college at the age of 19. So with that kind of background and the mindset that you have right now, what I'm curious to know, what kind of lesson experience of mindset have you had when you were in your teenage years? Because we want to inspire not just the women in our age, millennials, right? We also want to in inspire and encourage uh, the younger generation. So what's, right. what would be your best advice? Yeah. Um, I would say for the young people out there, if you have a dream and and your dream is not just for you, I think that's, that's, the, that's the strongest dream ever. Because mm -hmm. I know, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a rich family. In fact, the first two years of my life were spent in a squatter's area, like literally in the slums. I yeah. even remember, this is a very uh, vague, the, the details are vague, but the memory is very clear. I remember that time that, um, can you hear me? Sorry, I can't hear you. I can hear uh, you. Okay, so I remember uh, the time when uh, one of the houses that we lived uh, didn't even have a bathroom. Like mm -hmm. we had to be like, like uh, in a hole in the floor, you know, something like that. So um, we were very poor, and then my parents worked really hard and saved up all of their money to put us through uh, in a private school. Because in the Philippines, you know, being in a private school is really different yeah, right that's like a luxury yeah like it's, yeah, it's really yeah. really different i remember when i was a kid i don't know probably for five years every every weekend our our viand or our ulam would be noodles like sasashe mm -hmm. and noodles because you know my parents wanted to save money and i just had right. this idea when i was in high school when i was uh, in college that i will be the one to build generational wealth i will be the one to take to, to make my parents proud. And I don't mean that to say that my sisters are not doing anything and I'm the one doing everything. I, that's not what I mean. What I mean is because I was the eldest child, I thought that it is my absolute duty to, to uplift my family and to help my sisters and to buy my mom's dream house, my dad's dream car, you know, something like that. So I always, like, even when I was in college, I would look at my rich classmates because I studied in Ateneo, but uh, through a scholarship. Uh, not a scholarship because I was smart, but uh, kind of a scholarship through an educational plan. And then um, I would look at my classmates who were rich, who had uh, G-Tech ball pens. I remember that. It was like <laughs> 70 pesos or something. And yeah, I'm my, familiar with it. Mind, <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, when I don't know when I'll be able to afford a G-Tech pen. Oh my God, that's so expensive. 
And I used, my dad, I told, I remember going home and I would tell my dad, you know what, dad, my classmates have these, uh, this like really expensive ball pens and they're called GTEC. And it's like 70, 80 pesos. And and my dad, can I, can you buy me one? And my dad's like, oh my God, that's so much money for a pen. You know what matters is your answers in the exam, not your pen. So just <laughs> study and I'll buy you a five peso pen, a panda ball pen, and just like deal with it. So that's my parents practical advice there well yeah it's actually true right very persuasive i'm curious because um so you've mentioned that you did you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth okay yeah. but how has having so much money affected your personality now but did it change it did it like immediately change the way you are or what happened Pakahiya naman yung ano, so much money, baka makidnap tayo dyan. Wala kaming pangaransom. <laughs> baka singilin kami ng alcohol, <laughs> sanitizer, <laughs> limang drum. Uh, like with your stance yeah, yeah. right I, now. I, okay, yeah. I definitely, I would say that uh, I live a comfortable life right now. I can buy whatever I want. Mm. I can go wherever I mm. want. Uh, I can have the charities that I want. So how did it change me? Um, it changed me in a way that I became more uh, understanding of other people mm-hmm. uh, okay. in terms of understanding where they are. I realized that um, how, you know, even if no matter how much you say money is, you know, it's not important. What's important is completo yung familia, whatever. What is important is healthy tayo. I'm, I'm sorry, but I will not accept that. I want to have money because I want to take care of my family and I want to not just survive. I want to actually afford the things that give us better experiences, that yeah. give us, you know, better options for safety, you know, it for medical uh, support. You know, it's not just it's not just luho. So the big thing with my personality is I became more understanding of where people are. Mm-hmm. And I also became more generous. Mm-hmm. In terms of helping my favorite charities and uh, rewarding <laughs> my employees, my teammates who are fucking awesome. I'm so lucky to have them. And I was able to give better, you know, to my sisters. So it makes me feel so happy whenever I get to support them in, in whatever will help them grow. And, you know, and you learn your lessons along the way. Like the more money you make, you realize that your circle starts to become small, actually. Because there are people who will try to use you. Uh, and there are people, not just friends, actually relatives or, um, you know, fake, yeah, everyone, <laughs> basically. Um, uh, not just that, they, they're going to use you or they're going to try to uh, bring you down. Um, you you know that, Melissa, right? Even you, like when you started getting a lot of followers, you started getting more and more out there. You also started to get people either steal from you in terms of intellectual property, uh, steal clients from you, tell your friends stuff about you, gossip. So, you know, like it's it's part of... <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's but it's that's true, true, you know, you have yeah. to be ready for it. It comes with package deal yon kumbaga. But going back to what you said, so living comfortably, because that's also the kind of principle that I want people to really understand. If you have uh, more money, when we say comfortably, it's not just being able to survive, but really, like for example, you need one thing, you can easily get it 
the next day. It's not like you're gonna wait for it anymore and di ka na magsusuppress ng desires mo or want. Right. Uh, maybe in medical or, or um, like, parang ano lang, immediate thing that you think, parang nag-isip mo lang, yeah. kahit bukas, you can easily get it. So that's what what we say about living comfortably. But okay, so, Carl, what is your projection to the current situation that we are in now? How long do you think it's going to last? And what do you think would be the repercussions of, of um, this this virus, corona thing? Yeah. Actually, my, my vision and my my thoughts on the coronavirus uh, pandemic is, is kind of different because I want to look at it at a psychological with a psychological lens. My mm-hmm. thoughts and you know I'm not a prayerful person, but my prayer is that every leader in a country right now would think about the mental health of their people. So here's my you know a lot of people obviously don't agree with me, but here are my thoughts. We need to start working again. We right. need to start. We need to start opening the bars, the restaurant bars. Sorry, uh, <laughs> restaurants. We need to open the libraries again. Every every all the establishments as 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 you know as safe as we can make it. We need to start working again because work is not just affecting the economy and people's livelihood. Fifty six percent of Americans don't have an extra $400 for savings or an emergency. Can you imagine? Here in uh, in the Philippines, wow. a lot of people don't have savings. Actually, you know, try this experiment. Try this experiment, ha? When you go to an ATM, if mm. there are receipts there, tingnan nyo how much yung balance. I bet you, you will rarely find balance that is more than 20,000 pesos. Rarely. Very rarely. Uh, I tried that. Yeah. Many times, forever. It's a game I play with myself whenever I go to an ATM. It's always maintaining balance, 100 pesos. You know, people are living paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck. Um, right. Most people. So, so number one, we need to start working right away because um, because we need to... A lot of people don't have their financial, um, you know, financial home intact. And they need mm-hmm. to build that up. And this is the wake-up call. So, they need to do that. Number two, work is deeply connected to our being and it's part of who we are and part of what we achieve so imagine your day you spend eight hours in your job you spend let's say two hours for commute and that's who you are that's your being that's your identity and then that thing is taken away from you by a government that's telling you you can't be who you are you can't get out of your house i feel like oh Aside from the financial burden, the mental and emotional burden of a government telling you you can't be who you are anymore is very, you know, I think it's why a lot of Drastic people are changed. Yeah. yeah. See, look at these people on social media. They're kind of going crazy. They're fighting everyone. Why? Because they just want to be heard. Because they feel like their freedom is being curtailed. And that's what's scaring me more, actually. My stand mm. on the virus is that just like you, Mel, Deba, you said, I, I'm very happy you actually talked about that in public. That was very brave of you, huh? Uh, when you said that, you know, I was coughing, blah, 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 but I'm still hanging out with my kid, yeah. but I, I probably have grown up. I probably don't have, but, you know, I'll do my best. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's it. You know, we just, it's new. So it's the first pandemic that we have with social media, but 
humanity and our planet knows what it's doing. It is, we have experienced way worse pandemics. But yeah. that time, walang social media, so walang maingay. You know, yeah. I, feel, I feel bad. There was no technology. Like yeah, the Spanish exactly. flu had uh, 50 yeah. million people died. And, and it lasted for about two years. It was really crazy. That's the craziest pandemic that we've had. Yeah, exactly. But with, with what we have now, it's different because we uh, basically have all the resources that we could get. It's just that baka lang naniibago lahat. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. And then you have you social media is giving people kind of uh, some sort of a, a license to talk about anything, their opinions. Yeah. And then you have people freaking out. So it's not really the perfect. Social media is not even the perfect environment to discuss ideas, you know. Like, I, I believe in people's best intentions, but I also believe that most people now are operating on different kinds of fear. Mm-hmm. Fear because financially they're not ready. Fear because mm-hmm. their job is taken away from them, their being, their identity is being mm-hmm. taken away from them. Like, can you imagine, Melissa, if let's say I'm your husband, we get married, and I'm Jeff Bezos, okay? So you're my wife, and I tell you, hey, Melissa, Stop working. Close your Facebook page. Uh, delete all of your clients. Delete your email list. Stop your work because I have all the money in the world and I'll take care of you. Do you think you'll stop working? I don't no. think so. Right? <laughs> you'll probably start cheating no. on me with yeah. your laptop <laughs> when I'm asleep. Diba? So oh. what I'm saying is who what our job is, to, you know, we can't just stop working. We need to start working again so that people can find meaning in their lives and we're less crazy and we spend less time, you know, TikToking. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> ayan, <tamaan si> <laughs> okay, I only did TikTok like two days ago. That's hindi na ulit. Yeah. Uh, not not signing up on TikTok is my contribution to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you think should... Okay, so you said that um, everyone should start working again so we could go back to who we, who we were. Mm-hmm. But how should entrepreneurs start coping up, basically? Right. What do you think should be the, the baby steps that they should take amidst... Because mm-hmm. I think... I feel like... Okay... Because we have a brick and mortar business, you know that, right? Mm. And sub operations and everything. So yung ibaw lang yagawa. So what could they do? Lalana, if they they were not used to learning stuff, what kind of mindset or what what's your best advice to those types of people? Because ang hiniisip nila is eh, this quarantine thing is just gonna last until April fourteen. Uh chill lang ako dito. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I really hope so. I, you know, as as safe as we can get the workplaces, uh, as safe as we can, we mm-hmm. need to start working again. Of course, I'm not saying that people should risk their lives and stuff like that, but I feel like um, we, we don't even really know the, the real numbers. Like, whatever is reported, there's 5,000 times more out there that's not reported. Yeah. 5,000 more. 5, that's something times. I believe, too. Yeah, it's not, it's not real. We should actually just stop posting the numbers because it's just freaking people out. Mm. Um, okay, so advice and how businesses can cope or how businesses can turn things around. Number one, and this is something that we did because I have two, uh, for those who are watching, I have two businesses that are hit very, very tough right now. My events business in the Philippines and my events business in Las Vegas. So in my whole whole life as an entrepreneur this is my first year and my first time ever to lay off people 
and I have to lay off uh, some uh, of my American teammates. And it's really, really heartbreaking. You know, it's not an easy conversation, but we have to do that. In, in the Philippines, I was able to kind of pivot because um, I don't want to let them go. Let them go. Uh, I, I was able to kind of pivot um, their services, like my managers. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I keep a lean team. But this is one thing we did. And this is one thing that you guys should do first. Number one, be ruthless with your unnecessary expenses. I want you to look at every single thing that your business is spending on right now, every Google uh, email, $5 a month, every subscription. Do you really need it? Or pwede bang hindi na lang? Every single um, service, the, the internet, baka pwede mong i, ano muna, i-downgrade nyo muna or cut mo na ngayon, uh, reconnect na lang, mas mura ba kung ganun. Um, email your landlord about uh, possible rent relief. Okay, mm-hmm. rent relief for two to three months or something. Ask for their um, ask for for their uh, cooperation. You know they will understand. Wala na maumuulan na pera ngayon eh. Uulan lang yung pera kung ikaw yung may ari ng PNG at nagbebenta ka ng alcohol yun lang, de ba? So yeah. every everyone's business is suffering. You know, yeah. um, um, so cut all of your expenses and. This will be difficult. Cut all of your employees who are non-essential. Like, be generous. Maybe give them uh, some kind of a severance pay. But as far as I know, you know, you did not agree naman to adapt, adopt, sorry, adopt these people. So unfortunately, if the industry will not turn up, may, will not uh, start getting better in the next month, I would say you have to let some people go. And you have to, you know, I know you don't want to do it. But but also you you know it's you know welcome to the real world. Uh, yeah. Laying off people, laying off employees. It happens every day, even if there's no pandemic. You know these things happen. Uh, and so my advice is, is if you're a, if you're an employee, you have to make yourself essential right now. You have to show your best. You have to really deserve that seat on the table. Otherwise, you know you will be sapped. Aside from that, labor is now getting cheaper for the entire world. So it's also forcing us to be, once again, a more global economy. Even mm-hmm. American labor now is very, very cheap and is ready to compete with um, with our rates in the Philippines. Yeah. It's so that is commoditized, basically. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, um, you, you need to cut your expenses and you need to shape up. Number two, I would say... Um, if you own a business, you have to turn every employee into a salesperson. This is my favorite because mm-hmm. sales and marketing is my favorite part of business. So arrange an affiliate deal with all of your employees. And if they get to close a client, you give them a commission on top of their salary. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to mobilize every single person in your business that they will help you in uh, in keeping the business alive. Parang bayanihan ba? Tulong-tulong tayo. Kasi it's not just mm-hmm. they want to... It's not just you want to get the money, it's you want to keep the business afloat. Because even if you're 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 you, you stop paying salary or you say um ano lang tayo no work no pay lang tayo na arrangement, you will still pay your utilities, your subscriptions, you know that yeah. kind of has to go on. So you everyone you have to get everyone's hands on the table and everyone has to be committed in really keeping the the uh, the ship afloat. And this is also a chance for you business owners to find out who among your team uh, members are real team players and are not just there to collect a paycheck. And if you are a good boss and they know that you're generous and you reward them, they know in their hearts that when times get better, you will be the first person to give them a bonus anyway. So just it's a matter of trust 
really. Um, I love everything that you said. But I'm yeah. curious, what's the first um, expense that you cut? Because I'm going to share mine. It would be QuickBooks. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I had to quit it. But you know, Google Sheets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. How much is it? It's 15 bucks, lana, $15 per month. But I had yeah. to really cut it right away. And I also have CF. So I had dude. to do like, <laughs> yeah, dude, 15 bucks a month is yeah. half sack of rice. True. And the click funnels is like 5,000 pesos per right. month, by the way. Yeah, imagine. Because, so that's, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because my, my expenses were on the roof when, when I did a check with Days. It's, it's right. like 25,000. I feel embarrassed actually. <laughs> Me oh, too. I have 25,000 to 30,000 per month expenses for online tools alone. Right. My first one was emails. The business is called Scalewind. We are a middle marketing agency that provides um, managed outsourced teams for creative tech and support. And we have so many, uh, we have remote workers. So what we did is we went through 100 plus, 100 something emails. Mm. And I cut uh, the emails that weren't used or haven't been opened yet. Yung mga duplicate mm. emails. So for example, my Info at melissaprofeta.com. Plus, meron ding admin at melissaprofeta. So, I'm like, oh my God, that's a redundancy. So, we need to let go of one. So, that was the first expense. Um, and then we let uh, some non-essential people go, um, unfortunately, but very nicely. And then we found cheaper. We immediately found cheaper alternatives for all of the systems and subscriptions that we're already using. And um, personally, I cut my Audible account because I which is funny because I actually spent more money in physical books because I want to spend less time on social media. It's so toxic, guys. I think I'm going to die with the toxicity of social media <laughs> before the coronavirus. <laughs> um, I started doing my nails at home. so um, Anything DIY. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that's like, that's going to be the emerging be- behavior that um, entrepreneurs should flock into like provide DIY stuff. Do you think it's a niche? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now is the best time to launch something DIY. Like if I can go out right now, I would make, dude, I would do Facebook lives or flower arrangements just to hang out with you. Um, (laughs) My audience, I would do like flower arrangements on Facebook live and talk about business. I think it would be fun, but um, it's, you know, places are closed right now and mm. I'll try to find if there's a flower shop. That's actually a pretty cool idea. Para may balang, para we can inject more positivity Uh-oh. on social media. Oh my True. gosh. Yeah. But okay, so this leads me to the next question. Ito na yung pinaka uh, main topic natin. Palang. <laughs> okay. Sagit. <laughs> but how do you think can um, businesses, how can we keep businesses intact basically? Most especially if um, the chunk of the sales is offline, yung wala pa online, whatever, and they don't have enough funds to really divert uh, their operations from offline to online. But the thing is, if it's a non-essential product, then um, then it's going to be very difficult to push it. Like, for example, uh, I'm selling uh, Fitbit, or it's actually mm-hmm. not a Fitbit, it's a Huawei, but, you know, like a smartwatch, a Fitwatch, um, it's a non-essential product, right? 
Mm. No matter how hard I push right now, even if I say I'll personally deliver it to you and I'll disinfect myself and wear a mask, it's going to be very hard to sell it, right? Right. Um, maybe you can you can partner with a company that can give it as a premium. So one uh, industry right now that's going very hot is at-home workout videos. So maybe mm. you can partner up with them and sell your Fitbit as an upsell right or a premium, yeah, something like that. So you just have to find a way. You have to be creative. Um, let me give you another example. So I have a business in Davao, which is a flower shop, right? Mm. So we are, a f- we are a flower and gift shop delivery service which is not essential, but mm-hmm. at this time, people want to receive messages of love and hope. So I'm not saying that we're suff- we're kind of suffering, but we can still pay our rent and our salary and maybe make 5,000 pesos at the end of the day. I don't know how much we're going to make, but it's a little slow. But what I did is since we have systems for delivery, I turned my team into a delivery team for food and groceries and uh, stuff like that. So... I shifted, uh, I I pivoted um, into another service that's needed at this point. Because this is something that you have to remember, guys. Even if there's a pandemic, humans will not stop buying and humans will always buy. And you know why? Sometimes they even buy because it's just comforting. Because it's just comforting to have money and to be able to spend it so that you can retain a little bit of normalcy in your life. You know, that's why when you when these things happen, you have to look at it within a psychological with psychological lenses and not be freaked out and not be freaked out by the money. You have to understand what people's yeah. emotional motivations are uh, in order for you to kind of really think what's best for your business. Um, so, yeah, pivot and adapt and try to see what people are buying. So mm. I, I'm so proud. I have a lot of students now who just magically like that started selling sanitizers. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy. I have I have past students who are very, very entrepreneurial. Obviously, your mm. students too, Mel, right? We have yeah. a lot of students that we share, right? And, um, and so, we're going to talk about another thing yeah. in, in the next <laughs> I know. So... <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's that's people nice. should really be um, able to respond more than react because I think you know common female behavior is <coughs> react again. It's I mean it's this is a different situation. Most especially, it's all about survival and making money. So more than just being putak ng putak, you have to really right. look at it on, uh, with with the different mindset. And tamasha, you see, nabinya na with positive lenses talaga. Because that's it's okay. So not a lot of women because they're trained like that, and perhaps it's okay to be as reactive if you're in in a relationship because guys like that when they see you respond mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. But that's for for love and relationships. But in terms of making money, you have to really respond, right? Uh, not, not react with emotions. So, right. so going going to the next question, Carla. Because thank you again for giving me those insights. You kind of validated one idea. Really? <laughs> <You just> <laughs> 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 yeah, sanitizer, but something different. But anyway, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Like, we're going to um, uh, collate all of the answers of Carla later. On, I'm going to put it put it in the comment section so you guys could also go back to it and perhaps put it in your notepads or your journals. Mm-hmm. Yes, but going back so to um, to some people who still remember you as as a woman who got viral, what would be your your advice to those types of people? 
uh, what types of people? The people who are also parang bashing you because oh, the think, haters. Uh, oh, what what can you say about these haters? Um, mamamatay din kayo, joke. Uh, <laughs> I actually designed the coronavirus. Charot. <laughs> um, ako actually ang inventor. Invent namin ni Jack Ma. Charot. Uh, anyway, <laughs> nadamay pa si Jack Ma. Baka mano tayo, demanda tayo dito ng libel. Anyway, joke lang po yun. Um, I would say that, you know, um, I, I realized that when I... You know, at the height of, uh, of let's say, the donut post, when I had so many haters, I was also acting half emotionally. I was fighting mm. some of them. I was, uh, when they would say, uh, give me rude comments, I would also reply to them. Because, dude, like, don't me. Hashtag don't me. Because, you know, I, I'm a competitive debater, right? So, if you want to debate, I can be here all day by the time we debate. But I, I realized after, actually, after one day, that wasn't worth my time. And um, I also kind of see how you know where they're coming from you know mm -hmm. uh, every person has their own struggles and most of us actually react based on our um on, on what we're experiencing you know um let me tell you an uh, uh another example or a story so uh i had this uh i, I made a lot of investments last year because uh i i acquired a bunch of cash i sold some assets and and I had really big projects and I made a lot of investments last year. I bought real estate, gun gun on. And there's this one investment that I did with a friend of mine. And turns out she was a scammer. And mm. um, she didn't return my money and I felt stupid. So um, it, it really hurt me because she was a close friend of mine. And mm. then uh, and then I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and he kind of was asking me questions about it, and I started mm. He was just trying to understand, right? Because I'm so upset. And he was trying to understand what led me to giving this person money. But the way he was asking questions was because he was trying to understand. But somehow in my world, in my brain, it felt like he was attacking me and he was making me feel stupid. Mm -hmm. And in my brain, in my little brain, uh, I thought that he was asking me questions so that he can further show me how stupid I am. And, oh, my God, then we had a fight. And then I told him, stop asking me questions. You're making me feel stupid. And you think I'm stupid? If, if you think I'm stupid, then stop dating me. Like, you know, it turned into this big thing. And obviously, I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was being irrational. And I don't know. I didn't check my hormones if I was PMSing. <laughs> but, yeah, that happened. And I realized looking back that I was just reacting based on my situation. And there was just a conversation in my head that I was facilitating that wasn't true. So I feel like these haters, these bashers, when they read something online, there's a conversation in their head that forbids them to read and understand the real context. That no matter how smart you are, how many evidence you show, how much evidence you show, they will it will not override the conversation that they have in their heads. So after a while, I just, you know, uh, I just stop responding. Sometimes I actually still respond just to have fun. Because some people there are so mad, and sometimes I just find it funny that they're really, really mad. Like, parang pinatay ko yung buong pamilya nila. And, uh, and, but, you know, don't forget, because of that post, I've had so many new friends. Yeah. My life changed a lot. I've had, I've made millionaires out of my new students that I met there. Uh, I've, wore, I've helped at least, I would say, at least 15 stay-at-home moms start a business. And that 
changes Wonderful. everything. Yeah. Gusto ko yung they have this conversation in their head. Mga lunatic pala sila. Yung ka din. Actually, ganun ka din. Siguro. Tinaway mo yung kapatid mo, yung boyfriend mo, diba? Minsan, minsan yung mga mom friends ko, inaaway nila yung mga anak nila because they have this this thing inside their head. <laughs> yeah. Ayan. So, before we start the rapid-fire questions for Carla Singh Son, oh <laughs> I want to share with you this photo. So this, I think, what is this photo we'll write, we'll write for food? This uh, was like, it. how many years ago <laughs> was this? Uh, three or four years ago, as usual. Uh, na naman ng aking arms. It's also 10 pounds ago. <laughs> yung picture na yan. Yung picture na yan. But tell us, tell us uh, what's the story behind this photo? Oh, um, so my aunt gave that to me. Um, that shirt is from Museum. Museum. It's like a museum for journalism and news in Washington, D.C. And I was obsessed with uh, White House drama my whole life. Mm-hmm. And she lived in Washington, D.C. and she got me that. Uh, she got me that shirt and it was my favorite shirt. And it was also kind of a joke because I'm a writer. So it says, we'll write for food, right? So mm-hmm. it's funny because it makes people think that I'm this super broke writer that will write for food. So I used this photo in uh, in a lot of the dating sites that I was on when I was still single. And it's always a photo that guys like the most because they think it's funny and it's uh, cheeky and they like the fact that yeah. I'm a writer. It's very cheeky, actually. I'm talking to But in fairness, you didn't change. It's just, it's, it, she looks exactly like you. Right yeah, now. without makeup, no? Yeah. yeah and yeah, and that's yeah. another thing pala that changed. I used to, like, not wear makeup at all. <laughs> and then I started wearing more and more makeup when I moved to the States last year in 2019 because everyone was wearing makeup and I felt like a, like the odd one out. I felt like a kid sometimes in a room of uh, wearing mama's shoes, you know. So I didn't want that. So I started to wear makeup and I, I felt good at... Uh, okay lang yan. Cute ka naman both ways. <laughs> Thanks. Kibigan talaga tayo. So ito na. We're going to start the rapid fire questions from Miss Carla Singson. And you're gonna hear her. Miss Universe answers. <laughs> Oh my god! Before I forget, uh, for for the people who came in late, the reason why people are commenting hashtag Hi Fi Live is because Carla Singson is giving away three books, uh, which is the open bar. You're gonna get it. You're gonna have a chance to win the book if you're going to key in hashtag Hi Fi Live. So the more entries you send. The more chances of winning because I'm going to count the number of times that you have wow. commented in the comment section and put that in the randomizer. Okay. Yes, and and uh, as additional bonus is the person who will deliver the book will be Coco Pimentel to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> delivery. Yeah, let's go. Sayana. Let's go ahead and start doing the rapid fire questions. Okay. Tapos may entrance pa to eh, kaya lang may music pa sana, kaya lang ano na tayo. But this is exciting. This is exciting because we're gonna see Carla stripped. But just <laughs> okay, ready. So I have prepared one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions for Carla Singson. 
Are you ready? Okay, <laughs> let's okay. go. So first question, have you ever bribed anyone? Yes, a lot of people. Especially when I'm in hotels, I want to have an upgrade. I would bribe the front desk. Uh, I have bribed a lot of taxi drivers to drive faster. Um, what else? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> That's okay. Well, why do you think not everyone is as successful as you are yet? That's things. Uh, maybe because they don't want to. They don't feel like they. They don't really deserve it deep down. It's uh, deep deep work. It's self-work. So sometimes when we feel like we don't deserve something, we don't work towards it. It's the same thing with diet. You know, every single day you decide you want to lose weight, you want to eat right, but you still eat that cheeseburger because deep inside you don't believe that you'll actually get to your goal weight and that you deserve it. Wonderful. Wonderful question, Ms. Carlison. But if you walk, if you walk past a homeless person, how much money do you give them or would you give them? Usually 100 pesos, but if I have a chance to buy them food instead, I will do that. Awesome. Golden heart. But are you worried about losing your fortune? I am very much. Yeah. Why? Because, uh, because it has afforded me with a life that is very comfortable. And if that life is taken away from me, I don't think that I... That, it, that I will be the same. I think I will be kind of the same and I will work hard again. But it's it's also not just me now. It's my family too. You know, I, I have my sisters also and my senior citizen aunt who is depending on me. I feel like if that has to happen and if it will happen, like can you imagine, guys, if the banks were just all closed and told you we're out of business, we're not going to give you any more money bye like you, you have to start all over again yeah so um it's kind of crazy but you know i think i'll survive awesome. but yes i'm worried about losing my fortune i am all right that's why flash dito yung stuff yung timer natin in five questions but oh we're gonna do that next time <laughs> last three if you could relieve one moment in your life which one would you pick oh my debut when i was 18 years old i love that that was probably one of the happiest days of my life because everyone I love is in one room, and that's it. Wow. Revelation, I never had a debut. Really? Yes, yes. We'll do, <laughs> a, a, we'll do a double debut. Uh, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to do it in years old. We are. Gonna, it's ready. <laughs> double debut. True, true. Well, what quality do you like most about yourself and why? Oh, my sense of humor. Uh, I think I'm a pretty funny person and it forces, it always, um, I always have this quality to look at things positively or make fun of it. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking, why don't you have a stand-up with Ali Wong? Me posted oh about gosh. Ali Wong. That would be exciting. I, <laughs> I can't wait to be a billionaire, like with a big B, so that I can just start my stand-up comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> So last question, what is the biggest challenge to young people today and what's your best big advice for them? I think it's really focus. Um, when I was single, I would go on dates and I noticed that guys don't even uh, maintain the right uh, eye contact for a while. And a lot of the millennials now are very bad with focus. They procrastinate a lot. It's because we are used to, you know, the dopamine that we get on social media and facing computers with multiple windows open at a time. And we think we're multitasking, but we're actually just switch tasking. And if we don't focus on one thing, 
it's very hard for us to finish anything, anything at all in our lives. So, but if you notice, guys, for, for some of you who still read physical books, if you turn off everything and you read a book, you start reading and then you look up and you're on like page 65 and nothing mm-hmm. even went by, you know? It means that if you have focus and you're more, more likely to finish whatever it is that you want to finish, it's a business, it's, a, it's an article, it's a whatever, it's a flower arrangement or tumatahika ba dyan ng face mask at home, whatever it is, if you know how to focus, then you'll achieve a lot of things in life. Wonderful. This has been a wonderful episode. Miss Carla Singson, tune in next week for turning brick and mortar business operations to digital with days for Tadasso. But before we let you all go, Miss Carla Singson, do you have anything that you want to share to um, the people who are watching right now? Yeah, so I actually have uh, an emergency business saving program that I'm doing starting April 1st. For only a dollar a day, you get to work with me in a group coaching uh, atmosphere on an exclusive Facebook group. So this is only open for 100 people. It's only $30 for 30 days. Start on April 1 to April 30. So go on my page. Yeah, go on my page if you want the details. But I'm happy to welcome as many people as possible, of course, from Mel's audience. So I can help the most people at the, you know, uh, as much as I can. All right, so that is going to wrap up our episode for today again. You are listening to the appreciate you for joining us in this fun and wisdom-filled episode of Queens and Biz. Now be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Okay, or you can also visit highfiqueens.com for resources related to today's episode. Again, that's H-I-F-I-Q-U-E-E-N-S, highfiqueens.com. Remember that you are beautiful, powerful, and can achieve anything that you want in life as long as you have the courage to pursue it. And we're here to support you in the Hi-Fi Network. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because it helps us craft better content for you so we can support you and help you achieve your goal. So go ahead and do it now and we'll talk to you soon.